I can't take it anymore. Welcome to another episode of the Gracepreneur Podcast. And we are excited to have you tune in to our podcast. We believe that every one of us has the potential to conquer the mountains in our lives. We strive to help our listeners overcome this by providing words of encouragement and life-changing testimonies from those who have conquered their mountains. Tune in and enjoy the journey. Hey, Gracepreneurs, we are excited to bring you another episode of the Gracepreneur Podcast, and I am stoked for this one. I am, oh my gosh, we have, we have a gentleman here who, you know, I, I hope you, I'm okay to say this term, but he's a patriot, like this man, he's an American patriot, I love that, thank you for your service, he's a man of God, he's an entrepreneur, he's a leader, I mean, I could just name the list of things that this man does, and it's incredible. And I want you guys to get to know him more. So I am excited to introduce Chris Oldham, man of God, the coolest hat. I love his hat. His hat says Roar. If you're not, if you're not watching the clip or see the clip with him, he has this. Is this hat yours? Like these? No, this is a. It's a brand called uh, We Are Roar. I need to search them up because Christian brand, man, they rock it. That hat is hot. Maybe I could get the the owner here. But besides that, this man is awesome. (laughs) And before we get started with the podcast, I want to ask you a question that I ask all the guests who come on here. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? You you know what? It's it's weird because you have all the like listed superpowers that you expect people to say and that are, you looked at a superpower list, they're probably there. But, But mine would be something that I don't think exists, but it would be fearlessness. Mm, it would be to be on. able to do things without the worry of judgment, Ooh. without the worry of, of, of fear. And I think that it, that for me is greater than flying. That for me is greater than an x-ray vision. Because if, I, if I'm not scared, then I'm going to live my life the way that I'm meant to live my life. Okay, let's get into it, man. We're going to skip the <laughs> beginning. We're, this is what I'm, me and I have spoke about this earlier and saying, you know, the last couple episodes are recorded. We just went straight into it. And right here, I'll tell you. We're going to go right into it. So let's get into it, Chris. Now, you're saying fearlessness. That would be an amazing superpower. I know that if um, I didn't, if I had fearlessness as a superpower, I mean, whew, the amount of accomplishments that would have happened. Either a lot of things would have been accomplished or with the way my mental, I love adrenaline. I probably would end up very hurt trying to do something very dangerous. So one or the other extreme. But uh, yeah, that is an extreme superpower. Like, can you imagine, like, what are your thoughts what would you think the world would be like if everybody just didn't have that sense of fear? I mean, fear can be a good thing in certain aspects, but fear from like preventing you of taking certain risk. I think that it would be incredible. I think first, first and foremost, it would have to have an age limit or a maturity or education limit. (laughs) Because good point. (laughs) Because like you, if I had it when I was 18, fearlessness (laughs) would be dangerous, but to have it now in my, in my mid thirties, you know, imagine what the kingdom of God would look like. Imagine if we were fearless and we, we would fearlessly go into countries and share Christ. We fearlessly go into uncomfortable situations and share Christ. And for me, like the fearlessness, you know, once you have the, the wisdom not to be an idiot with it, (laughs) we would change the world. We would do incredible things. And of course we'd have villains because they'd have fearlessness too. (laughs) Exactly. But 
But it, it would be incredible because we would be able to advance the kingdom of God in incredible ways through wisdom and discernment with fearlessness. You, you know, it's crazy that you say that because, like, uh, I've been on the faith since 2014, I believe. Prior to that, I was an atheist and then, um, you know, kind of stepped away questioning stuff here and there and god just like went bloop to my face and you know and i think about that when when i became a christian you know first walking in the faith one of my biggest struggles was confessing and sharing my faith at that time it was a huge struggle because i'm like uh man how am i going to explain to people jesus walked on water or healed people brought people came back from the dead like you know i was an atheist and i was fighting these things now I'm preaching these things, you know, we're supposed to. So it was such a it was such a hindrance to have so much fear because like there was so many people I could have reached, I didn't reach out of fear. So like, can you just imagine if more Christians were just to be bold in their faith and not allow fear prevent them from you know preaching the gospels? Absolutely, that's something we'll talk about because it's something I teach. But it's it, it would allow us to be authentically who we are meant to be in Christ. You know, it, it's not it's not. The, the devil most uses fear and you can call it doubt and all these other things, but they fuel into fear and the devil most uses that to, to keep us at bay, to keep us from living out our purpose, to keep us from honoring and glorifying God in greater ways. And so without fear, the devil would be powerless. He'd have to get super sticky. Come on. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to get creative because you <laughs> yeah. walk, you know, you walk different. One walks different when they don't allow fear to become a factor that detains them from sharing the gospel or even pursuing business. I mean, that's another thing. Entrepreneurs, when you walk in the entrepreneur lifestyle, it's scary. It's some scary waters because you don't know what's going to happen. You throw you throw money here. You don't know if that money's going to come back. <laughs> you know, that money might disappear. You don't know that. So it's scary to think about those things because it's like, hey, I, I could use that for something else. But it's interesting. Those who take the risk see the the benefits of it, you know, whether it be a lesson or whether it be an actual return, you know, um, financially or however else it is. I mean, that's that's the way I see it. And that's a good point. So you guys heard it from Chris himself. He will have fearlessness. Mm. You should write a book about fearlessness. I think that would be great. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm working on an ebook on fearlessness. Okay, there you it go. To your walk. There you go. So you guys got to make sure we we stay close and follow everything he does because this man, I'm telling you, he's an incredible man. But besides all that, let's get into the other part of the conversation here. So you're an entrepreneur. You told me you've been in business for over 10 years. What inspired you to get into the walk of an entrepreneur? <laughs> you know what? I, I honestly, I don't know. I think that it was, it, as far as an entrepreneur specifically, I don't know, as far as wanting to lead and influence people in a way without restrictions was probably what led me to be an entrepreneur is that, you know, I've, I've faced situations where sharing Christ or sharing my faith, you know, wasn't acceptable in certain environments or, you know, or you're playing the, the, the quote unquote politics of, of corporate life. And for me, it was wanting to, if I wanted to, if someone's having a terrible day and I wanted to pray for them with yeah. them, I wanted to be able to do that. If, if I wanted to, to tell them, Hey, I'm praying for you. You know, even if it wasn't with them, I wanted to be able to do that. If I wanted to tell them that God loved them, I wanted to be able to do that. And for me, that was the most important thing. And it continues to be the most important thing for me. And so that, that fuels whatever I'm doing, whether it's being an entrepreneur or who I am as a person. I want to be able to express the love of Christ. 
Come on. You know, I love it. I love this podcast because every entrepreneur that we come on here is like, that's the two main things that will tell me, they'll share with me. It's, you know, first it's because they want to share the love of Christ. They want to share, you know, how God is. And if you're a non-believer listening to this podcast, I mean, I just want you to guys, want you guys to know God loves you. I mean, God is not this dictator, <laughs> angry being up there, man. God loves you. Okay. And then two, I love the fact, and I respect you so much for it too, how you put people above, uh, you know, it's like God and then people in your business. And I love that. I love that so much because people are an important part of business, you know, and all that stuff. So let's get back into that. I mean, what, what you're speaking about right there. So what is it that you do exactly now? So at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, God called me to, to stop consulting with any business and stop trying to grow other businesses, but to fo focus specifically on Christian businesses and churches and to go in and show them the, the power of being a Christian business. And so I, I in the past, I've written a lot about um, in blogs and certain things about how to apply being a Christian to your work life, to your business life. But it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't what I was doing as a career. I wasn't consulting with how to do that. And so God, God said, Chris, I want you to go out and I want you to connect with Christians and I want you to help them, help them really go out and, and see Romans 116 in their business, be unashamed in the gospel of Christ in their business and, and help them do so. And even with churches, there are a lot of churches that fear social media because they're, they're, they're concerned about, you know, how it's going to be portrayed. Now things are going to be done. And is it worth, um, is it worth the time and effort? And you know, go out there. Social media is a great chance to disciple and share and 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 really, you know, uh, make more people aware of the of the love of Christ. And so, starting this year, it was it it's really been about putting on seminars, doing one on ones, and doing everything I can to help people connect with their glory, their ability to glorify Christ in mm -hmm. their business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's that's amazing. I mean, like I would. You know, I love the a company that does that, that builds everything on God. You know, I posted actually recently that everything we do must be built with God as the foundation, regardless of what it is, you know. And, and you know, again, honor you for that because you're taking those steps to do that. It, it must have been scary, too, to, you know, God telling you, hey, drop everything else and now be about my business. Bring me into this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what were your thoughts when God spoke to you, you know, to make that transition? It was frightening, but I'll tell you the first thing that I felt was actually a surprise. And what I mean by that is that I've shared this in some in some Instagram lives and in some conversations, but I believe that there's a discernment for preparation. I believe that God puts things in your heart that he wants you to go and prepare for. You don't know why. You don't know what it's going to lead you to. Sometimes it feels awkward. Sometimes it feels dumb. Sometimes it feels purposeless. But there's a purpose in the long run. And my wife and I, we were doing these things that, that I felt called to do. And we were finding these things that, that just made no sense where I was at at the moment. And so when I, when I, when I felt God telling me that I realized that he was leading me to that point, that he was putting me there. Some of the things that he told me to do, some of the things that I've, I've learned along the way, my bachelor's degree is in education. You know, my it's in teaching. Wow. And okay. I haven't used it. And, and, and now I'm saying, okay, God wants me to teach. God wants me to, to empower. And so surprise was the first one. And then when I sat down and started going, how do I do this? 
that's when fear crept in. It was like, oh, well, if I've if I've got to cut ties and no longer make money where I'm getting these checks, <laughs> where does the money come from? How do I do it? How do I, you know, I work off word of mouth. I don't work off a website. I don't I don't push my business on Instagram because I like to be specific about who I work with. And now God's saying, I want you to change all that. I want you, I want you to go a totally different route. I want you to connect with as many Christians as possible. So the Instagram account that you and I uh, connected on. That that I started in October, September, mm-hmm. October, right as I was getting that calling. And it was Chris, I, I want you to connect with Christians. Chris, I want you to go out there and and do everything you can to glorify mm-hmm. me in all 24 hours and seven days wow. a week you have. Wow. And I want you to help others do the same. Wow, that's <laughs> you know, it's crazy because there's some things that you said that, that were very powerful. One, again, you know, we honor you for for the commitment that you have taken to what God has told you to do. A lot of people get cold feet. I know myself, I've gotten cold feet many a times. I'm like, oh Lord, 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 that's uncomfortable right there. What do you want me to do right now? And then stepping in there. But it makes sense at the end, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it comes to a point the time you look back and you're like, ah. That's why I needed to happen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yep. we, we honor you for that commitment. And and I just had a question that popped up to my head. And, you know, I, I find this like an interesting thing. So you're also ex-military. And, you know, we want to thank you for that. I, I have the utmost respect for every military man out there and woman. You know, I have a long line of family members from the military. And it's just, man, I, I love them. I love every single Absolutely. one of them and every single one of you guys. So... But I do know that the military also provides a lot of stuff that's like, you know, discipline and, and you know, a mindset of an overcomer and all this stuff like that. Do you feel like that also plays into your entrepreneurial walk, um, those things that you have learned prior, you know, prior to, you know, those things you have learned when while you were in the military, transition over to an entrepreneur lifestyle? Absolutely. I think that everything, every aspect of my life, even the darkest, scariest moments of my life, play into my walk as an entrepreneur. And I think it's because everything applies when you're walking with God. And I think if you're walking your entrepreneur life or your business life with God, then everything's important. Everything you've experienced has a purpose. It, it, may, be, it may be that horrible thing you experienced as a child. It has a purpose today. It has a reason today that that happened, that if you're walking with Christ, He's using that in your in your business or entrepreneur walk if you allow it. Some of us some of us run our businesses outside of the will of God, but if we're doing it in the will of God, everything has a purpose. So my military experience really gave me the understanding that pre- preparation is important, but action is key. Action is so important. We can over prepare, but if if you're in a situation where you're over preparing. The enemy doesn't care. And this is the same for spiritual warfare. If you're sitting there preparing and you have no action, the enemy's the enemy's attacking you. He, while you're preparing, he's attacking. And so sometimes we get paralyzed in it and we're not walking with God. And you call it a cold feet. I call it concrete feet. I get concrete feet. Yeah. I, I don't move. Yeah. I don't move. And 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 I, it can look like procrastination. It can look like fear. It can look like doubt. It can look like a lot of different things, but my feet get stuck in con- concrete and I don't move. And when, when I experienced that is when I also experienced the devil doing the most work, because guess what? I'm standing there ready for mm, it, waiting on. for it, not moving. And I'm not trusting God. I'm not walking with God. I'm standing still allowing myself to be attacked. And so the, the military taught me that, you, you stay moving, be aware, be 
too resilient. And this year, I first year I've ever done a word for the year, and I did resilient faith. And a lot of that came from my, my previous experiences. A lot of that military is you got to be mentally resilient, but now apply that to your faith. Let your faith be resilient. Let let the storms lead you to to deeper resilience. And I think that's that's what I'm most grateful for from from my childhood, from the military, from things I've experienced is it's made me more and more resilient. And now I'm working to apply that to my faith. Let the preacher preach. <laughs> Let the preacher preach. You know, it's like it's crazy because all the guests that come on here, well, majority are, are not pastors, are not preachers. And when I ask them about them, they're like, "No, it's not something I want to do." I'm like, "You well, you're doing it pretty good on our podcast, you know." <laughs> and, and, hey, you know, brother, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I I don't know if I'll ever be a preacher or pastor, but one of my current goals that that I'm I'm working through, and who knows, it may or may not happen, but. I'm actually wanting to go to the school and learn to be a pastor. And I actually want to apply that to go and re-enlist in the military and be a pastor in the army. And so I want to wait till my daughter's 18. She's 12 right now. So I got five, six years, but that's something my wife and I've talked about is that I I don't know if I want to be a pastor in the church, but I know I want to be a pastor in crisis. I know I want to be a pastor when you're at your worst moment. Yeah. So let's, let's hit that right there. A church is any, you know, from what I understand, the church is anywhere you go where there are others gathered. The church is not a building. I, I really hate when when I think, put myself in a mentality, oh, I don't want to go to church. No, church is where the, where the people of Christ are at, when you're speaking about Christ, you know. And that right there, you're taking church to the military, man. I love that, and I honor that to the utmost respect as well. And you have our full support, man. And any way we can support you, we're, we want to support you in that endeavor. Also, you know, it's like, I really, I really love the commitment that you have and the things that you're saying. You know, it's like you were talking about, you know, action, taking action, over preparation, and all that stuff like that. And I feel like a lot, I've met a lot of people who over prepare or prepare and catch what you call the concrete feet. I have been like that as well, you know. And what I want Grace Preneurs to know on here, I mean, really listen to what he's saying because these are things that are, are essential. You have to take action. Let me say that one more time. You have to take action. You know, another another guest that came out said this, if you don't do it, God will raise somebody else to do it, raise somebody else up to do it. And I was like, ooh, because <laughs> it's true. You got to take action. He said it the best too. You know, there's, there is such thing as over-preparing and just staying there. And it, it's insane. So, you know, prior to you meeting us, um, I think it was prior to it, we had a, another name on here and we had to change it because unfortunately I did bad research, but we corrected it. And and, it, and I got cold feet for a minute there because I'm like, man, I got to redo everything. I got to delete everything. You said you heard every episode. You might have heard every episode uh, skip a little bit. That's because I had to cut the name out. <laughs> and and I'm like, man, dude, that was like over 90 hours of work and gone, like gone. But you know what? Prepared, took action, and now we're here interviewing another amazing person that would have not happened if action was not taken. So take action. Take the words of Chris and run with them because this man right here speaking straight fire. Preacher, preach the message. <laughs> so now let's get back. Let's get back to that. So you're saying like sometimes, you know, you've caught that concrete feet and you, you, you of course, obviously you've overcome that because you're here now and you're pushing forward. What are some things that helped you or motivate you to get out of that concrete feet stage, to get into that, take action, I got to make this happen because God has called me to do it um, mentality? I think first and foremost is is prayer. 
you know, being willing to pray about everything. And I teach Christian entrepreneurs and business owners and Christian leaders is, is pray. Even if it's who you're hiring, pray about who you're hiring, pray about the interviews, pray about everything. So I think prayer is, is first and foremost for me. And, and I'm learning to do it better and better. I'm learning to not get distracted during it and, and, and all these other things, but I'm learning to be a better, a better prayer. And I think that that for me is important, but then the the second one, and, and it's not very far behind number one, number two is who are you around? How do they support you? And I don't agree with the kick people out of your life because they talk bad about you or they're maybe God has a purpose for you to influence them positively and encourage them. But when, when you need wise counsel, know that, know that you can go to somebody. If you don't have somebody that you can go to when you're stressed about your business or when you're stressed about your walk with Christ or when you're stressed about your marriage or your wife's pregnancy or whatever it may be, it may not be the same wise counsel in all those situations, but you have to have people around you that you can go to, that can support you, that can dust you off, that when you need to hear uh, a pat on the back, they'll give it to you. But when you need to be prodded and, and, and your feet on fire and they need to tell you, it's because it's because you suck. You need those people around you. You need those people or, or, or Chris, you're sinning or or your, your mind's in the wrong place or you're doubting God, you're not trusting. You have to have that community. So, and then that goes back. Now you go and you take that and you go back to prayer. You go and pray about Come it. Come on. Pray about it. Lord, give me the discernment to take this wise counsel and take your wisdom, put them together and make the right steps forward. And so I think prayer and community are so important. And with prayer can be fasting and other things, but those two things have to be a foundation of not just your relationship with God, but your your walk as an entrepreneur, yeah. especially if it's going to be a Christian walk as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, prayer is like it's like to me, it's the greatest way to seeking counsel, man. You know, counsel from God. God is the one who's going to direct you to the right places. They might it might be look scary in a lot of times, but He's never going to lead you wrong. You know, it's insane because like, so I used to, I was working for an accounting firm. Um, I was helping operate a four location accounting firm here in New York City and in New Jersey. And, you know, we were just working towards growing. COVID-19 hit, all that went down the gutter. So now I'm like, oh man, two babies in the way, no job. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know, and then God, and then I had this business idea called Cleanergy. And I'm like, you know, I could make this online. Like, I love ideas. I'm a visionary in so many ways. And God is like, I want you to pick up the microphone again and do a podcast. I'm like, I want to make a diamond. I got two babies on the way. You know, and, and it's crazy because like in this time, I mean, blessings have come upon blessings. God would not stare, has not stared me wrong. Squatters look shaky, but we're walking on them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, I want to quote that actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, and it's true. It's like God was staring in this place. And it starts with those foundations that you just shared. You need to pray. You need to fast. You need to eat those stuff. Fasting to me is hard. I love food. Oh my God, I love food. I just ate a slice of pizza and I regret it, but I love it. You know, <laughs> but you know, fasting is—it's an essential part of your faith, um, and, and that's amazing. And then the other thing that he said as well that Chris said that it's like, wow, and, you know, and it's also different because the way you worded it was just much different from what the world knows. It says first. You got to watch who you have around you. I agree 100%. Those people around you will have a huge influence. In fact, I just read a book called The Millionaire Map. And in this book, the guy was talking about finding mentorship, finding people you could do life with and finding people who could pour into you. And I was like, oh, I need that because it, it really does carry you in a different manner. Now, what you said here was so interesting and just it's like, yeah, see, he hit it on the mark. 
a lot of time we live with this mentality with this thought that okay I'm not in the same level this person same playing field this person this person's negative or did this, whatever it is I will cut them off I'm done that's it you know forgive you but you're done he says something that's like wow that's that's being obedient actually where it's like no what if you could influence that person you know, and I'm like, yeah, what if I could love on that person and they give their lives to Jesus or they repent or maybe I have something to repent from and they just expose it, whatever it is. It's just a different, you know, perspective. Well, and, and it's about love, right? So if we're leading our lives with love, it, then you have to be careful. And also, I'm not going to, you know, dismiss the parts of the Bible that mention about, you know, being able to be polluted by other people. But what, what I want to stress is, is that there's a difference between toxic and inconvenient people. There's a difference between toxic and people who annoy you. And so, so you want to pray for discernment on that, but also, and this is one that, that I say all the time and I've never heard it said, but Christianity is a team sport. If we're the if we're the body of Christ collectively, then Christianity is a team sport. And I think about, I'm a big saints fan. So I think about Drew Brees and the fact that he, he worked with Teddy Bridgewater and he helped Teddy Bridgewater grow and he encouraged Teddy Bridgewater to be better. Then I think of Aaron Rodgers all upset about a quarterback coming in. And I, I think about like, sometimes we're in a place where we're, maybe that's a stage in life we've been at and we're not mindful of that. And we're supposed to guide that person and say, Hey, 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 Bobby, I've been where you're at. I've wanted to cut people down. I've wanted to tear people down. I've wanted to tell them that they're not good enough so that I feel better. But that's that's not the way we walk. And so you're my teammate because Christianity is a team sport. Do you want to do you want to stay on the team or are you saying that you that's not your walk? And a lot of times people will say, you know what, I'm sorry. I do want to walk with Christ. I didn't realize I was doing that. Help me, guide me, mentor me, tell me. They'll still slip off. They'll still struggle. But we're all flawed. Every single one of us is flawed. So Christianity is a team sport, and, and we have to love one another. Come on. Christianity is a team sport. That is gold. Christianity is a team sport. Guys, we got to, <laughs> I mean, we got we to gotta live that. We got to live that right there. And, you know, like, let's let's get into back into what you do a little bit, because time is going to come short. So before we head into the next part of the podcast, I, I want listeners to know more as to what you do. So you do consulting. You you know, you're more leaning towards the people with faith. Well, fully leaning towards the people of faith. And, whatnot. and I know you mentioned something along the lines of helping people finding purpose, correct? Um, so let's talk about that. Tell us a little bit more about that. So I, I want to help people find their purpose in, in, in their walk with Christ in their business life and as well as their personal. Some people, they have their personal figured out and, and they go and they serve their church and they do a lot of incredible things. But then the moment they clock in to whatever it is, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether you're actually technically clocking in, once they clock in, they can't talk about God. They can't talk about it because it's not appropriate for the workplace. And I always think about 1 Peter 3.15 it tells us that that in our in your hearts revere Christ as Lord and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So he didn't say go and bludgeon the person with the with with the, the word of God. It says do it with gentleness and respect. That means you can do that in the workplace. And in 2013, I lost a big contract, a big opportunity, uh, maybe. 13 or 14. And it was because I spoke up on what I believed. And 
Wow. It wow. was difficult at the time. It was really difficult at the time, but it was important for me because my purpose is my walk with God. And that has to go everywhere. And we're told throughout the word of God in a lot of places is that we do things for the glory of the kingdom, for the glory of God. And therefore, allow your purpose to shine wherever you are. Allow the light to go in the darkness wherever. So I encourage and and, and want to encourage entrepreneurs and business leaders and business owners, if you identify as Christian, don't be the business that is listed on Christian business website, but then nowhere on its website does it mention God. Nowhere in it does its employees know that you're a Christian business. If you want to be a Christian business, say it proudly, like Chick-fil-A. You know, go out and say, I'm a Christian Christian business. We do things this way because it's how we're guided by God and it's what the word of God tells us to do. And it's what we believe in our faith and be that proudly. And I want to empower people to do that because I think that we're, we're, we become so fearful in, in putting our work life and our faith together. And I'm not encouraging anybody to go out there and get fired, but me <laughs> personally, it's something, I'm, and it's how I was raised, but it's something I'm comfortable with. I grew up, I didn't grow up in the church, but I, but I did grow up poor and I grew up in a rough situations. So if I, if I lose my job because of something I believe with all my heart, and and that's and that's that's in God Himself. Then I'm going to share it. And businesses have that opportunity. You have the opportunity to minister and to share with others and to really give it all. And you have so many. And there's so many things like First Samuel twelve twenty four. You got spots in Philippians. You got Col- Colossians. You got so many spots that kind of give us some guidance on how we can run our business, how we can be a. Uh, uh, a serve of service to our customers, to our team, to God. And then when we get to, when we go to clock in, we step. Wow. You know, it's crazy that you say that because it's like, there's so many people who live with that fear. Um, and I want to start actually with the employees, employees. There's so many employees who live with that fear, you know, and I think about myself, actually, I was operating this um, pretty large construction company. And, you know, we, we were, we focused mainly on like doors, trim, um, you know, all this other stuff owned by Hasidic Jewish people, you know, so I'm good friends with some of them still to this day, but uh, for the most part, they, when it came to speaking about Jesus, it was like, I know, and, you know, it, it was crazy because one time I was sitting in the table and they knew I was a Christian and they purposely said something to see what reaction I would give them, you know, and I just sat there and I bit my tongue out of fear of losing my job at that moment. And I took that home that day. I remember that like if it was yesterday. And I was just so, I was like torn about it. I'm like, man, I, I, you know, I didn't defend you, God. I felt like a coward, honest. Like I personally <laughs> felt like a coward. I was like, I didn't Absolutely. defend you. And, you know, I made the commitment. It's like from now on, I don't care who it is. I don't care. If, you, if you're going to fire me and I'm going to lose, even if it's a six-figure income, I'm going to lose it. Well, then you know what? It means nothing to me because God means everything to me. You know what I'm saying? So it changes the mentality. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, man, you can't be afraid to ever share your faith anywhere. Regardless of who you are, regardless of where you're, you are in life, don't ever be ashamed to say, you know, show, share who, what your identity is based off. And that's God. You know, God is everything in our lives. And let's show that, man, because the love of God displayed in our life to others is going to, it really could save people's lives. I mean, you know, I don't think I would be a Christian if it wasn't because of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd probably be reckless. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I want to go back to a question you asked earlier and where I answered prayer and community. 
is that now that becomes important. So let's say that you do get terminated from job. And again, I'm not encouraging you to go out and, and purposely get 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 terminated to, to talk about God. But if you're praying for discernment, Lord, I, I, I need discernment in these situations. Do I speak your name? What do I share? How do I share it? And, and, and you feel God's pushing you to do so, and you do lose your job, community becomes important. When I, when I lost that opportunity years ago, my wife was upset. And my wife um, grew up very differently than me and, and likes everything to be super stable. And my wife is an incredible person, and she's my inspiration day in and day out. But we were very different, especially at the beginning of our relationship. And so... But over time since then, that allowed us to grow. And she learned that that's who I am and that's how I'm going to be. And now when we have situations, she's there. She's supporting me. She's saying, Chris, I understand if you got to walk away from this. Chris, I understand if you feel like that we'll figure it out. If, if that's what you feel that God's telling you, we'll figure it out. And she empowers me to be who I am authentically in my faith. The community is so important. Yeah, it is. I mean, it will just get you through so much. And I always try to share that people. You know, people, when people tell me, hey, I'm a lone wolf, I'm like, yeah, I was too. But you know what? I got further in life when I stopped being a lone wolf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it does different. And I'm not, not going to sit here and tell you that people won't hurt you. People won't, maybe. I mean, it happens, obviously, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't take away from the fact that there are those who stick with you and those who support you. And those are the ones that, man, you're going to be later grateful for, you know? Let me tell you the cure to that, though. I think a lot of us focus on people that are going to hurt us and, and and distrust and some unforgivingness. But what I've learned, and and again, I grew up, I grew up with PTSD. I was thought I had PTSD years ago, traumatic brain injury, management issues, depression, had all these things that were pushed on me. And what I learned was that I was bitter. I was angry at people. I was unforgiving, and when you when you speak about that, people are absolutely going to hurt you, but we're all flawed. You have disappointed every person in your life at some point, and every mm. person in your life has disappointed you at some point. The thing is, is we have to stop having expectations. Talk about perspective. There, there are boundaries, right? Me oh. and my wife have boundaries. If she goes out and has an affair, that's a boundary that she went <laughs> past. Of course. Yeah. But if she if she doesn't listen to something I'm saying or or forgets to do something I asked her to do, I can get angry or I can get, I can be humble and go, we disappoint one another, get rid of my expectations for her to be perfect and do all these things and go back to the fact that we're all flawed individuals and just love her, love her. It, it, does, it doesn't matter. And I'm not perfect at that, but it's something I've really pushed hard on her and I together is don't have too many expectations of people. Just love them. Just let it happen. Know that they're flawed. Know that you're flawed. I absolutely believe you should have boundaries. So I'm not saying don't have boundaries, but I'm saying don't put unfair expectations on people on how they have to be and what boxes they have to check and how accurate or or perfect they have to be in a moment. Come on. Because we're not going to be. Come on. You and your wife so don't good. communicate the same. Me and my wife don't communicate the same. We We both miss each other sometimes, as I'm sure you and your wife do. And you're about to have kids, so <laughs> you're, you're going to get that tested with children. But but if you're both unforgiving and going, we're both learning how to be parents right now at the same exact time, same exact time. So if she does something I don't agree with, we're going to talk about it. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be disappointed. And that's that goes great for leaders and business leaders and entrepreneurs. When you're dealing with other people, 
the best way to be unforgiving, the best way to not worry about the competition or people that are coming for you or people that are telling you you can't succeed is don't place your expectations on them. Just love them. Just love them. This man right here. This man. Chris Oldham right here. I need you on YouTube. I need you on every platform. We're working on it, brother. We're working on it. I, and and <laughs> I'll tell you, so and, and I, I want to make this clear to everyone. I didn't grow up in church. I have learned all of this the hard way. I've made tons of mistakes. I have a failed marriage in my past where I was a terrible husband and it led to a strained relationship with my daughter. And she's, she's 12 now and soon to be 13. And now I do all my focusing on trying to be the best man I can now for her and earn her forgiveness for not being a good, a good husband. I don't think I was a bad father, but when you're a husband who you and a father at the same time, who you are as a husband is who you are as a father. And so, but, so I take accountability. I've made mistakes. I'm a better husband now because I butchered my first marriage. And, and so I've made a ton of mistakes and we're all going to make a ton of mistakes, but here goes the other thing, those same expectations, push yourself, live in the will of God, but don't put expectations on yourself that are unfair either. Cause you can't, for, just like you can't forgive other people when you put too much on them, you can't forgive yourself. There's a difference between forget unforgiveness and accountability. You can hold people accountable and tell your wife, Hey, you're supposed to do this, but you can also be forgiving. And you can do that same thing with yourself. You can do that same thing with your employees. You can do that same thing with your, your partners, your vendors. You can, you can have those boundaries. You can have those accountabilities. But when you look inside, when you look inside, do it with love, whether that's inside about how you're going to react to somebody else or how you're going to react to yourself. Be accountable, be honest, but do it with love. Come on. This was... This was an expect, unexpected turn in our conversation, and it was well worth it because it's true. I mean, you know, actually Monday we make our first year married. Married. Oh, yeah! Congratulations. You know, thanks, man. And you know, it's like the first year was rough, man. And we were told it would be rough. I mean, there was so many yes. expectations and communication issues. I mean, it just the list goes on of the of the things that were going on there, and it yep. created like it created chaos. It got to the point where we're like. Well, mostly me and her. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna go. You know what I'm saying? But we we fought through it, and you know, we we found in a place that's much better. I mean, you know, when we started dropping the expectations, when we started communicating differently, and again, it's just a, we're just making a year. There's so much more to learn. But uh, I'm glad that we're learning that, and it's crazy that you say that because it's like it is essential. It's essential when it comes to marriage. All those things you just mentioned, you know, and it, with two kids on the way, that's what it we is. Think. You know, you got. I want to, I need to be a good husband for my kids to see that too, you know? Yes. And, and, and that's the thing I was never taught. I was never taught that how important who you are as a husband is, is who you are as a father. And I was great with my daughter and I love my, I love my daughter with all my heart, but because I was not a good husband and how I treated my, my daughter's mom, my daughter, my daughter ended up in the middle of that. And that's my responsibility. That's my accountability. And going to kind of relationship stuff. And, and I love talking about relationship stuff because I think there's so much that ties in between relationships and employment and who, how, how we handle other relationships in our work and entrepreneur life. And so with romantic relationships, when me and my wife for, for the first few years, she would make subs, she just sandwiches and I don't like mustard and she would put mustard on it. And I would remind her, and I'd eat it. And then the next time she put mustard on it, I'd remind her and I'd eat it. And it went on for a while. 
because she eats mustard on her half and she would just go across the whole thing with mustard. And, and it, it, it sounds silly, but it would be so easy for me to get frustrated and go, how many times have I told you to not put mustard on my sandwich? But it's not important. It's not important. I need to, and we're going to get, hopefully get into this because gratitude is the most important thing that I'll speak on here here at some point, but gratitude is so important. I need to be more grateful for the sandwich she made than whether or not she made it the way I prefer. And so as I learned that, I became a better husband. As I learned that, and, and, and even a better, better, better employee, a better, a better um, provider with my employees and with people that I'm around is be grateful. Look at what effort did they get check their intentions and talk about their talk about their heart where was their heart and their mind in that decision maybe it was a terrible decision but there's an opportunity there to be grateful there's an opportunity to say thank you for for being decisive and making this decision thank you for for jumping out on it and and doing it uncomfortably but you did it and you knew it needed to move, move forward now however we shouldn't do it that way again but thank you for taking that initiative that's so got to leave in gratitude that's so good, man. And you know what? Um, as time is coming short, I want to close off with with some questions before we do, because it's just like you got you got the gold, man. I, I love I love it. I love all our guests that come on here, Grace Printers. I mean, every episode is worth listening to, because just like this man right here, just like Chris right here, they all have experiences. They all have things that that they will benefit you. Which is, you know, we, we believe that we are more than conquerors. We believe that everybody has a mountain in their, in their life and that you, you are capable with the, you know, with the help of God, with God being in, the, in your, in your corner to conquer those mountains. And people like Chris are those, are those are the ones who remind you that you can do it. Are the ones who remind you that God needs to be in the center. Are the ones who remind you, you need to communicate. Are the ones that remind you, don't set expectations. All the stuff that he said are those that remind you these things for you to be able to excel in life. So before we start closing up, I want to go on to our next part of the podcast. Um, and I want to I want this to be spoken directly to our listeners. And it's this. If, let's share with them two to three life-conquering points that will help them conquer those mountains in their life. All right. So number one is about service and I'll give some context. So as a, as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, as a business owner, you're going to have people around you and your intention as a Christian should be to serve others. And I want to give you that in four points. One, serve God, you know, as, as, as a business owner, your leader, entrepreneur, whatever you are, serve God and honor and glorify God. Two, Serve your clients and customers. Serve them. Look how you can do better for them. It, Titus 3.8 tells us that um, those that trusted in God to be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. And so do what is good. Do what is right. Do what is just. Number three, the, and, and far as number, we're still on our number one, but the team, we, we forget to, to serve our team sometimes, especially as we get bigger. And let me tell you, your team is not just your employees. I promise you that if you were on a business venture, your wife has supported you, your husband has supported you, the people around you have supported you who aren't on your payroll. That's your team. Your team is, you know, I, I, I shared with you earlier, you, your team is, is your family. Your, your wife and your, your soon-to-be twins are going to play into who you are as an entrepreneur, who you are as a business leader. And so serve your team. And finally, is to go back to the Bible and serve your community. How does your business, how does your entrepreneurship, even if you're e-commerce, 
I, I've, I've worked with veteran-owned businesses that are e-commerce, and I say, well, how are you going back and serving veterans? Yes, you're, yes, you're selling something, and they're paying for it. But what are you doing that they don't have to pay for? How are you serving your community? So the, the first and most important is to break down your serving into God, your customers, the t- your team, and your community. And when you do that, your business will grow. It'll flourish. And put all four of those before you serve yourself. And that is important. Philippians 2, 3 tells us, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves. If you want to be a great Christian entrepreneur, if you want to be a great Christian business owner, Christian leader, Christian employee, value others above yourselves and serve. So <laughs> that's number one. And, and I'm going through it quickly because I know we're on a we're on a time budget, but two, and I do have three. Two, two is to act in love with, with everything you do and teach others to do the same. All of my employees or all of the people that I've consulted with and the businesses haven't always been Christian. But I want to tell a quick, a quick story about a New Yorker that worked for me. He was a veteran and a New Yorker. Strong personality, always right, never wrong. But I identified <laughs> the like fact that he, <laughs> exactly, exactly, from Long Island, a Long Islander. Um, and so, but I identified the fact that this, this man, Joe, was an incredible person at heart. And so what I told him I expect from him is to love others. He's not a Christian. He's agnostic. But I taught him how to love others and serve others. And he ended up being an incredible employee and he, he's an incredible person. And he's grown and, and he's starting to question his faith from agnostic to now Hey, who is Christ? Wow. But it was all through. I didn't tell him he had to go out and be a Christian, right? I told him he had to go out and just love. The expectation as an employee was to love and serve others. And guess what? Now he's questioning, well, what is this Christianity thing? And so you, as a Christian, you don't always have to tell the people around you. You have to, as an employee, you have to be Christian. You have to believe what I believe. No, but you can show who God is in your action. You can show who God is and how you expect others to act. And so focus on acting in love and teaching others to do the same. And I think the the final one, and and this is going to be odd because I said fearlessness would be my superpower, but in all reality, I don't have a superpower, so I am fearful. And what I want to say is that faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is the action despite fear. Don't focus on being fearless. Don't focus on not having fears and doubts. Focus on how you're going to work with through them with Christ, not by yourself, with Christ, and act anyways. We talked about concrete feet earlier. Yes, fear is a real thing. We get stuck, but faith is moving forward. If if you you go to where Jesus walked on water, he said, come. He didn't say what disciple to come. He didn't specify, but only one stepped out of that boat. Only one got out of that boat. And he's telling you to come. And I don't know what your boat is. I don't know what your what your water looks like. But what I know is that Jesus Christ doesn't expect you to be fearless. He just expects you to be faithful and do that. And that will change your business and your mindset. Higher fire we got a fire <laughs> in this podcast let's put it out real quick that is good oh it is like i'm about to listen to these points myself again i mean when i'm editing <laughs> it, i don't have them on the loop and it's powerful i mean faith for near it's like wow 
I, I do believe I believe you guys listening are really receiving this. I don't even have to tell you. I don't even have to emphasize. I mean, it's just clear as day how powerful these things can, will be in your life. And time is about to come to an end, so I want to make sure I ask the last question because you're dropping all this. And I'm like, okay, this is perfect time to, to put this question in play now. If you were to come across a younger version of self before you were taking your faith serious, I mean, let's say even before you got into like you know into faith, um, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself and why? Man, so I'm going to give you a two-part answer because the first answer is going to be terrible. And my, my first answer is nothing. I wouldn't tell my younger self anything because God put me, God allowed me to walk through the valleys I've walked through to get to the, to glorify him. And so I'm, I'm, I, I stress this when people say, what would you go back and change? How would you do things differently? There are things that I wish were different and I had acted and behaved differently. And I wish I was a better husband to my first wife that yes, there are a lot of wishes. However, I am who I am today and, and have the passion to glorify and honor God and all I do because of my mistakes, because of my struggles. Now, to answer your question fairly, so a younger, a younger version of myself, I'll say what I, what I would tell my daughter and my 13-year-old godson. And there are two people that I'm really trying to work on being better and influencing and, and teaching them how to live life better. And it's, the, it's a quote of God is good, God is great, but to not praise him with ultimate gratitude will let the storms make you feel that he's not good and great. And so live your life and fill your heart with things that express gratitude. I only listen to Christian hip hop or Christian music because I don't want to listen to anything that doesn't make my heart feel grateful for God. I don't want anything that doesn't make my heart feel grateful for the things I have. And so the advice I'd give to, to younger people and anybody, even older people, is fill your heart with gratitude. Fill your heart, heart with gratitude for others, for God, for everything, because that is going to change everything. Another quote I often say is the depth of your gratitude will show me the depth of your joy. And those are things that I want, that I want my godson, I want my daughter to know that gr gratitude changes your perspective. It changes how you live your life for God. It changes how joyful you are. And, and we have to be grateful. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's good. And this is stuff right here that like, you know, I love how actually, in fact, let me point back to the very first one you said. I love that you said that because it's like, you know, it's different from most answers that I've gotten, like totally is. And I, and I love it. The reason why I love it is because it's like, it's true, you know, like I don't ask people the question. The first time we ever asked that question, it was, what would you change in your past? But then I thought about it and it's exactly what you said. Why change any, anything? I mean, we go through the stuff we went through. And it leads us ultimately to where we're at now. And if you're not in a good place now as you're listening in, trust me, there's a process to it and there's something better at the end. You just got to have faith and pray about it. And everything that Chris said, I mean, put that into play and you'll see it yourself. You'll see there's a purpose behind the ugliest moments, the ugliest things that you see in your life that you feel like is the ugliest thing you're experiencing right now. God's glory will be, that will be used for God's glory. Believe it. I've seen it. I mean, you know, some of you guys heard, I don't know if you've heard, but it's like at a, at a young age, I was kidnapped at a gunpoint in another country. I've seen violence. I've, you know, lived in a home that there was a lot of uh, struggles in. And it could have molded me to be like somebody like, you know, somebody who we're very close to who's behind bars right now. But I didn't allow it to because I put God, in, you know, in front of everything. And we're here now, two babies on the way and married. You know, and, and it doesn't the key is it doesn't happen right away. Right. Like yeah, um, I found myself on the wrong end of a firearm twice 
and it didn't tickle. But I'll tell you this, I wouldn't go back and change it because God has given me purpose from that. He's guided me in directions based on that. He's guided me away from things based on that experience. You know, I I had moments in in my childhood that were absolutely just terrible. And and I wouldn't want anybody to have to go and live that. But for me personally, it is who I am today. And and it's important. It's important for us to look at our past with gratitude. And again, that's, I'll keep saying that gratitude, because if I look at my past or you look at your past and you, you're bitter about being kidnapped. Right. And we say that we Christians say this all the time. This is a struggle I had when I first got into Christianity is cast your worries to God, cast your anxiety to God. It's not that simple because my anxieties and, and stresses weren't what I thought they were. What I learned they were, they were bitterness. They were unforgiveness. They were, they were hate. They were, they were a dark heart. It wasn't just anxiety. It wasn't just PTSD. It was deeper than that, Ronnie. And so I had to go and say, what are the actual roots of this? Bitterness. What does the Bible tell me about bitterness? Not what does the Bible tell me about anxiety and, and, and that, but what does the Bible say about bitterness? Now, let me work on my bitterness with God. Let me work on my hate with God. Let me work on my unforgiveness with God. And now my anxiety is casted to God. Because I worked on those bases, but I but I did it from gratitude of God. I want I know you want me to learn something from this event. I know you want you want me to learn something from being a terrible husband. I know you want me to learn something from a strained relationship with my daughter. God, I appreciate them. I'm thankful that that you're here to guide me and give me the discernment and the wisdom. But please do that. Please help me with it. Please help me grow. And that gratitude will change everything because you no longer look. It, where God isn't present, you look at where God is present. Where is he in this moment in your life? You might be praying for a spouse. You might be praying for a relationship, but God's telling you, I'm present in this college opportunity you're getting. I'm present in your entrepreneur opportunities. I'm present in your business or career opportunities. But you're you're saying, well, God, why, not, why don't I have a relationship? God, why don't I have a spouse? You're focused on where God isn't. Focus on where God is. Focus on that entrepreneurship, focus on that college experience, focus on whatever that is where God is present in your life and focus on it with gratitude and he will make all things good. Come on. It's a promise. Come on. So right here, you guys heard it from Pastor Chris himself. Let me, <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. But he did, he did, like his head says roar. He just came in here with a full roar. Like, wow. So, you know what? We're coming to a close now. I want us, I want you to give your information where people could find you, um, you know, even if it's just your social media. So anybody who's listening who could use your your services, they can, you know, be like, hey, I need that man of God in my life to grow my business. How can they find you? All right, brother. I want to say something before I answer that. I want to say two things. One, I want to congratulate you on your, your upcoming twins. Thanks, appreciate That's exciting. That. As I said earlier, the, the team, the community, it's important to, to congratulate and celebrate. And, and then the set, the second thing I want to say to you is I want to, I want to express gratitude for not just having me on, but what you're doing. Um, gratitude for you going out there and glorifying God, gratitude for you going out and trying to inspire others, gratitude for you trying to bring examples out of, of how to live more Christ-like. And like I said, I listened to all your podcasts and, and all of them, I took something different. I might not have agreed with everything that was said, but I learned something from every single one of them. And, and, and I'm grateful that you're doing that. And I'm grateful that you're taking your purpose and you're walking in it and you're trusting God. And so I want to express that gratitude. Now I'll answer your question. <laughs> I appreciate um, this so much, man. <laughs> 
Um, I'm working on, I got a lot of things to come working on a YouTube channel. We've got some videos recorded. That'll be up. Um, I've got some eBooks we're working on. And so we're working on a lot of things. COVID has given us time. I am grateful and blessed for time. Um, it impacted my wallet. Like you, we t you talked earlier about losing, you know, your, your career opportunity. I st I was starting my business and we set seminars for March and April and all of them got canceled. So so just as I was getting up my wheels off the off the ground, off the runway, man, it, it's it came to a screeching halt. So we're using that time in other ways. So I got a lot coming up, but follow my Instagram on at faith-based positivity. Everything's one word spelled together, faith-based positivity. And I'll be updating the YouTube. I'm hoping we'll release some videos next week. Um, a lot of great things to come. I'm always excited to have people on my live. So Ronnie, you're invited to do a live with me at any time you want. And, 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 and we can discuss what you're doing, but anybody else as well. If you've got something to share that glorifies God, let's connect. And if I can pray for you, let's connect. Yeah, absolutely, man. You guys heard it from Chris Oldham himself. Search him up, follow him, hit the follow button. You won't regret it. This is a man with a purpose and he's a grace for Remember, guys, Grace Veneer is not just the name of, of what we're doing. Grace Veneer is an identity. It's something that we are. We are. You know what I'm saying? So right here, it's another example of what Grace Veneer is. And I thank you for coming out today and for all the kind words. And, guys, before we head off, I want to say you guys are more than conquerors, okay? You guys, with, with God in your side, man, there's no stopping you guys. God is with you. God is greater than all. And with that being said, we love you guys. God bless you. Take care. What a powerful message. And we pray that this content impacts your life. Do you want more content from the Gracepreneur podcast? Great. Check us out at www.thegracepreneur.com and follow us on Instagram for more updates on our podcast, blogs, and new music. Take care and never forget that you are more than a conqueror. Too long time to unpack, fun fact.